publisher podcast episode 81 well hey hey everybody i'm alexa bigwarf host of the of the women in publishing summit and the publisher podcast today's episode we dig into a kind of an episode about hope i would say while the title sounds like it's not about hope when everything goes wrong how to keep on going forward or how this one particular author kept going forward it's really about taking the action steps that are going to be to your best benefit at the end of the day. When I speak with uh, Gloria Coppola in this episode, you'll hear that she had some pretty big challenges to overcome with the publication of her first fiction book, but she kept charging ahead, and at the end of the day, she had a really wonderful experience despite the headaches of getting there. So if anyone else is struggling, we hope that this episode will show you that it's okay when when things happen, if you're willing to just keep getting back up again and doing what you need to get going. Gloria also runs some writing retreats and some, some other special things, and it was a really fun interview with her, and she's such a positive spirit. I just think you're really going to enjoy this episode. So before we get into it, I just want to remind you the Women in Publishing Summit is coming up very soon if you're listening to this live when it is publishing on February 8th, 2023. The Women in Publishing Summit is a virtual event that runs March 1st through 4th of 2023. It runs the first week of March every year. And we are super excited about our lineup this year. We've got so many great speakers coming to talk to us about writing craft and publishing and production and routes to publishing and editing and um, marketing and business growth and all the things that authors, regardless of the genre that you write in and regardless of where you are in the process, are going to just learn so much. But it's more than just learning. It really truly is about community and about finding people like Gloria, like so many of our other participants who are really in the thick of it and moving their way through. And we come together, we build community, we network, we we find opportunities to support each other, to come together, to learn together. We've had some really exciting pre-conference events already happening, and we hope you'll head over to womeninpublishingsummit.com today and grab your ticket. And I have a special deal for you if you use the coupon code 50OFFWIP23, you'll save an additional $50 off of the early bird pricing. That's 50OFFWIP23. Head over to womeninpublishingsummit.com today and grab your ticket. If you can't attend the conference, go to womeninpublishingsummit.com anyway and click on our events page. We have a free webinar every month, sometimes more than one, and other exciting events that you can participate in even if you're not able to attend the virtual conference. All right, enjoy the show. Welcome to the Publish Her Podcast, a place where you can come to get inspiration, motivation, help, encouragement, and support in your journey to write, publish, and sell your book. Hosted by Alexa Bigwarf. Cause I've been where you've been, and I felt what you're feeling, and I don't want to get in your Welcome to another episode of the Publisher Podcast. I'm Alexa Bigwarf, your host, and I'm really excited to bring you my friend and colleague, Gloria Coppola. She is an educator and life coach, award-winning educator and best-selling author, 
and has been inspiring individuals to heal and reach their potential for three decades. She loves to travel, host retreats. She has two kids and four grandkids, and her sidekick is a Maltese dog. Gloria is an intuitive empath and visionary. She takes on challenges, and even when they may be harder than expected, she does not give up. And we'll talk about some of those challenges of publishing her first fictional book as we get into our her first fiction book as we get into our discussion. Her newest and first fiction book was one of those challenges. After a whirlwind book tour in Italy last September, she had the opportunity to speak to 65 high school students. They wanted to know how to address life challenges, and they loved Lexi, her main character. This opportunity showed Gloria that every challenge has a greater lesson and we will dig into some of those on the lessons that you learned but thank you so much for being here with us today to talk about this topic which is kind of fun now that we're past all the frustration right <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think you and I had a similar experience in life so yes we know what that's like and I think we can relate to our our authors out there really well so you were writing nonfiction and, and working with nonfiction authors and doing your writing retreats and doing all these things. What made you decide, okay, I'm going to write my first fiction book? Well, actually, I've worked with fiction authors, even though I was a nonfiction writer, okay? okay. Um, but the reason I did it is I took a challenge about two years ago. There was a short story challenge, and you had to write a fiction story, and you had to do the ending. And so I played with that, and I sent it to the editor that I work with, and she went, oh, my God, you have to write this book. And I thought she was a little crazy. But um, anyway, I decided to take that challenge a few months later because I wanted to know what it feels like to be a fiction writer and be in that seat so that when I'm helping other fiction writers, I kind of know what they're going through. <laughs> yes, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> and and you learned some big lessons on this. It's funny because I went, as you just alluded to, I went through a similar journey where I've been writing nonfiction books for a long time and then decided I was going to write my first novel and really got some good insight into the differences and how how challenging it is to write great characters and a great a great um, overall plot and all of those things to have people engaged with you. So tell us about some of the things that happened during your journey and, and some of those key lessons that you learned. Oh, where to begin? Well, you know, I thought it was going to be easy because I had 40 years of journals of travel and, and experience. <laughs> <laughs> and I decided to take a lot of that and just make it you know, my fictional life with the character Lexi, which people fell in love with. And I think that's an important thing for all writers is to make sure they fall in love with your main character, even if your plot's not the best. You know, <laughs> I received a lot of great feedback along the way. I learned a lot as a fictional writer along the way. But yes, there were challenges. But the thing about me, Alexa, and, and I think you can relate to this is, you know, we have tenacity, we don't give up. And there were many times, even at the very end that I wanted wanted to give up. But in the beginning, I was having fun. And I think that's really important for all writers. Just have fun. You know, if it's, if it's really getting grueling because people have a lot of input and they don't like it, you know what, back away from all the voices outside of your own head and, and connect with your character. And that's what I did with Lexi. I She taught me a lot of lessons even at the end. I had to go back and remember what her, her journey was about. Brought up, you know, New York City, Italian, Catholic, girl with a strict father who wanted perfectionism and that played a theme through my entire journey Alexa right down to hitting that publish button 
Yeah. Um, I don't know if you want to share some of the behind the scenes challenges that you shared with me with like formatting and the editing process and all of that. But I remember um, some pretty big roadblocks that came in your way. So when you said you wanted to give up at the end, like, let's give the uh, um, the audience some real context behind why. Yeah. So it was really the editing issue that that was the big one. Finding the right editor is crucial. Mm -hmm. So my first editor, while she was very good at what she did, she took out all the broken English and some of the slang that the characters were using and she made it very formal. And you know, when your character's traveling to different countries and has a lot of Italians with broken English, you really don't want to lose that feeling in your story. So it was like, I got it back and I was like, you're kidding me. Like <laughs> she took out everything. So that was a huge challenge. And I had to go back, you know, to the woman I had been working with all along who helped me proofread things and stuff. And fortunately she had saved everything and we had to go back in and fix it. So that was number one big time lesson. Find an editor that works with fiction books. She was nonfiction. Oh boy. Yes. That's a huge, huge point. And I don't, you know what? It's funny because when you, when you're brand new to this journey, you may not understand the difference between the types of editors and editing, but yes, it's so, so critical. That's such, not only a, a one who writes on or edits on fiction, but preferably somebody who edits books in your genre of fiction as well, because they're going to know some things. Yeah. And she was, you know, she was referred to me and she, you know, she likes fiction books. She even was like, like, you know, she delved into one of the stories and completely forgot to, and that one, she loved it so much that she forgot to fix the point of view, which I needed her help with. So that taught me something. If you have an engaging story, it doesn't really matter if there's some errors in there, because here the editor, when I checked in with her and said, how's things going? She goes, oh my God, I'm in love with Gustavo and Lexi in Peru. It, and she and that was the chapter I even said to her, please pay attention to the point of view, because as I'm just free flowing writing, you know, you don't always catch that yourself as the writer. And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah. And she completely missed it. So, you know, it's it's it was a comical journey. You know, it had a lot of different things to look at. You know, did I pick the wrong editor? No, I don't think I picked the wrong editor. I, I could have I been picked somebody else that maybe would have been like you said more for the genre probably so but you know being new in fiction I really didn't know who yeah. to reach out to and trusted the referrals I was getting yeah. and you know that's all I can say is like you know really interview them a little bit better maybe and not just trust the referrals that come in I think that's a great idea and some tips definitely for those of you who are new in this journey is, is find out if they've edited books in your genre before, find out what books um, they have under their belt. And also like, to me, I think it's important to understand like what type of style guide they use, if they have any training specifically for that type of thing, those those types of scenarios. And on that note, I just want to put in a plug for firstediting.com because they have very skill, highly skilled um, story editors that are out there for fiction authors and doing a great job. So while we're talking about editors, I just wanted to throw in a little plug for them. Um, we work with them a lot and they uh, we've never had any of those types of issues. But back to you, you, um, you made it through, you got your um, you got your edits all complete. You got the book. Oh, not quite. 
Oh, okay. There's more. There's more to that. (laughs) So, you know, being a nonfiction writer for years, I had worked with an editor very closely. We knew each other for 30 years. She actually had encouraged me to write a story about 25 years ago that she felt was going to be tremendously impactful. And she kind of pushed me into it back then. And I kept saying to her, that's not my story to write. You know, I had a tragedy when my husband died and all, but she was learning all these spiritual lessons and she really wanted it. And I finally said, no, this is not my story to write. So she jumped in at the end and said, you know, I should have, I should have reached out to you and told you I would edit your story because we've worked together for so many years. Well, guess what happened? She didn't connect with the story because she really wanted the one from 25 (laughs) years ago. So here is friend slash colleague for a long, long time. And although she mainly does nonfiction, her family is a writer of authors. They've done both. So she's somewhat familiar, but she really uh, graded my manuscript like a a Catholic school nun. And I was (laughs) devastated. I mean, there were markings all over it. There was no positive input. Like, you know, you get sometimes, oh, we'll try this or try that. And I even said to her, is there like anything salvageable in this story? (laughs) And then I began to realize, you know, I'm a life coach by nature. So I was looking at some of her responses and I'm realizing I'm triggering her and why. But the thing was, I was so emotionally engaged with my own process. At first, I didn't see it. I was upset. I was crying. I felt like a failure. I'm like, oh my God, what am I going to do? I'm supposed to hit the publish button literally in four days. Oh my gosh. Everything everything was aligned to go to the book tour in Italy, you know? And um, so she got about 60% through and she gave up. She said, you can't publish this piece up. Mm -mm 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 -mm." And I'm like, (laughs) that's what you want to hear four days before publishing. (laughs) So, you know, it was not, it was not kind. It was not kind at all. I'm just going to say that. And um, so I, I, you know, I, I cried, I cried for three days and thought, you know, what am I going to do? I, I started to go back in and fix certain things. And then the girl, the woman that had been working with me, she goes, no, you've got a good story to tell, you know? And I said, yeah, but, but, you know, like I help people do this. What's this going to say about me? Right. So then I had to go, I heard, I heard God say to me, go back and read your first couple of chapters about Lexi. And I thought with all the counseling I have had in years, I thought I had healed the perfectionist mode that dad, you know, inflicted upon me because you were never good enough. You could have the perfect story and it wasn't good enough. And that's when I realized that this woman was triggering that old cord within me that I still needed to heal. I also realized that, you know, I was triggering her because a lot of the stories had to do with relationships and failed relationships and and then you know the main character finding herself through travel well this woman is never been out of her hometown basically yeah and and never experienced anything like this character so she was getting really upset about a lot of personal things in her own life that I knew so anyway I read the first couple of chapters and Lexi reminded me about that perfectionist gene that was inside. And I, I I was meditating and praying <laughs> for, you know, the strength. But, you know, Alexa, I'm usually the one on stage or with my writers. My thing is always don't give up. You yeah. know, when I'm yeah. like, oh, don't give up. So I'm sitting here going, well, if I give up, what does that say about me? Yeah. So that that gave me a little bit strength. And then I said, but what if I publish it and they hate it? 
And I thought, well, I'm sure I can create a story out of that experience. (laughs) (laughs) And so here we are today, right? But the beautiful thing is it did teach me a lot about everything that you and I do in this world, you know, with helping our, our writers. And one, like you said, find the right editor in your genre. And even when you think they've done a lot of work, it doesn't mean they're the right one. Um, you know, and don't give up because you know what, since I did this fiction book, I had no, no parameters that I was going to do a sequel. It was not in my notes, goals or anything, but I've had people say, you left so many trails. Yeah. (laughs) You're going to do a, a sequel. So I'm like, oh, well, maybe. But my characters were still talking to me, Alexa. That's what's been really interesting in the fictional world. They don't shut up. They show up for dinner. They show up in your bed at night, right? Yes, yes. (laughs) And so, you know, I'm listening to them and I started writing again. And here's another thing I learned in this, in writing fiction. I had given the first several chapters to some people that are, are authors and stuff to read it and see if I was moving in a good direction. And three of those people said to me, you mentioned Lexi has a brother, but you don't mention his name. Well, I thought to myself, well, I don't want him in here as a character. However, I also know you have to give your readers some things they want. Right. So I gave him a name. Guess who opens up the sequel? The brother. brother. <laughs> <laughs> so who knew? Who knew? There you go. Well, you have to tell us what happened then, because we're all sitting on edge thinking, oh my gosh, four days before it's supposed to publish and you just had your manuscript torn apart. So what happened? I basically had to find the courage and the faith within myself to hit that publish button and just say, you know, let it be whatever it's going to be. All right. And then I realized I was watching a lot of authors out there. You know, I've read some of the books. They're so-so. They're new authors. They're so-so. You and I are new in fiction world. We know we can improve, right? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Everybody. And, and yep. I thought, wow, they're proud of their work. Yeah. They're not- letting anybody stop them and that was a big gift for me because I was proud of taking the challenge and putting myself through that whole roller coaster ride of developing this and then the emotional part of it through every step of the way because the books are the stories are also healing for those of us that write them right you know and then you know I did publish it it did win two awards the cover twice now has won awards for best cover and I thought, okay, can't be that bad, right? Or it wouldn't have shown up at all in any of these categories. And then I thought, you know what? I'm going to take this opportunity to learn how to grow as a fictional writer. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what the journey has been about since then, is this was perfect because I know a lot of writers out there struggling for plot twists and stuff. Right. And I tend to see that when I'm looking at somebody else's work, but we don't always see it in our own. So I had a story development coach look at my first chapter for the sequel. And the first thing she said to me was, I love the way you write. And I went, oh my God, where was she? (laughs) And so that put me at ease. And I'm like, really? And so... (laughs) So, you know, what she loved was the character. She says, you're really good with characters. And that's what has helped me through this entire journey is when I was in Italy, 65 students fell in love with Lexi. You know, the teachers fell in love with Lexi. Matter of fact, one of them has read the book four times. Oh my goodness. 
and now has found the spiritual component to the story versus just briefly reading over the top of it, which is what most people do. Right. Well, that's exciting. And and what a great validation um, for you too to say that, you know, some of the feedback that you got obviously wasn't necessary. <laughs> so there you go. If people are loving the story, that's that's what really matters is what the readers feel and and believe and connect with. Let's talk about this tour to Italy because I followed along as you were doing it, but you know, I was in the whirlwind of of publishing my book as well, so I didn't get to follow along quite as closely, but I'm just dying to know especially as someone who wrote a book based in Paris. So I'm like, how did you organize all of that? How did that come to be? Tell us, tell us all this. <laughs> well, the good thing is I'm a retreat leader for 30 years. So I know how to do those things. I know about sponsored travel. And I reached out to a couple of the people in Italy and said, um, how would you like to be in my book? <laughs> And I had gone to cooking school in Italy years ago, and I presented that to them, that they could have the opportunity to be mentioned in the book fictionally, you know, with the character. And would they be willing to give me a cooking class and photos that we'll do and, and stay in their villa, which is gorgeous. <laughs> and they said, yes. They were so excited. Little did I know when I showed up with my two friends uh, that we were going to be cooking for 16 people. <laughs> and so that it was actually really fun, you know? And, um, and so being in that space again with the character and then, you know, kind of flirting with the, the chef and all, we had so much fun. So everybody got to see who Lexi was, which was about 40 years younger than I am, right? <laughs> And it also did something for me, Alexa. It brought back that life force and joy for me to do this from that level. So that's where we started. We started in the cooking school. And then I I needed to take Lexi, obviously, to Tuscany and, and Florence, because that's where the scenes open up. And then um, one of the other places we went to was on the Adriatic coast, Le Marquet. And I, again, had a retreat planned there. So I reached out to the owner, the host, and I said, what if I put a romantic getaway weekend story in the book and they visit your place? Ah. Would, you, would you exchange a couple of nights for me to, to be there? And also... I have a retreat there. So I want to see it. I want to eat the foods that you make, all of that. So she was excited and said, yes. So then we got to be there and stay, you know, in this beautiful, quaint medieval town. And then the story originally, the first chapter I told you I wrote as a challenge took place actually in a small town in Southern Italy. So I had to go there and experience that for the first time. And the people that, I swear we're all divinely aligned, made everything special. Mm -hmm. And because I was promoting this on social media prior, you know, you and I look at book, book launches, like when do they really start, you know, and I even took one of your trainings, you know, it starts like six months before you're even done with your book, right? right. Well, as a result, that's when the teachers from this one town in Italy got a hold of me and invited me to come to speak. Then once they got the book, the copy of the, the advanced readers thing, they read it and they got on a Zoom with me and they said, there are so many lessons for young adults in here. Can we invite the high school students? I'm like, yeah. Now you have to understand this was not, this was a voluntary thing for these students. 
65 of them volunteered to come and were prepared to ask Lexi questions. And at the end, they came up and they hugged me and told me they loved Lexi. And I was just like, I was so clumped, you know, because I was, I was still wondering, you know, is this going to all work? And then I realized that I was helping young adults. Yeah. And that was powerful. That's such an amazing story. And you have my travel vibes just like, and also kind of inspiring me again, because I want to get back to the feeling that I had. I completed my book in Paris over the summer. Um, I, needed, I, needed to, I, I needed to be in the setting. I needed to be there. I needed to write. And since that has happened, like I've come home and gotten back to normal life and normal life is hard and there's things that, and I've been kind of down in the dumps, like you experienced right before your launch. And just hearing you talk about this is reminding me of how I felt when I was in that environment. And when I was super connected to my book and to my characters, and I'm ready to go get right back into it again. So thank you for that. <laughs> Well, I'm going to Paris in March because my character told me I have to go. Well, so, I mean, you got to do it when your character tells you to go to Paris. I mean, it's mandatory. Yeah. So, in, you know, in Too Many Goodbyes, there's a young girl that comes in towards the end that becomes the adopted granddaughter of Lexi later on in life. Her name is Selena. And Selena and Lexi's brother, Danny, become a big part of the sequel. And Lexi had told Selena, you know, as she was getting older, she wanted to send her to Paris to school for the arts and that she needed to go there for a while and all. And so when I started writing this book, I realized, oh, it was in Paris one day in my life. Previously, I have to go experience Paris. So I'm going for five days to immerse nice. myself, not only in Paris, but some of the outside outskirts cities so that I can engage with Selena now in that space. I love it. And you know what I think we should do? This is what I think we should do, Gloria. You're a retreat planner. I'm, I've am i lived in Paris and know Paris well. I think we should plan a writer's retreat in Paris. <laughs> Let's do it. I'm all for yeah. it. So listeners, email <laughs> us if this is something that you're interested in so we know if there's people who want to go. And oh my gosh, how fun would that be? I can guide the tour. You can do your, your what do you do in your retreats? Let's talk about your retreats. Well, my retreats are very experiential. So instead of sitting and writing all day, I want people to experience. Like I have a retreat right now coming up in Italy this summer. And you don't have to be a writer to, to join it. But if you have a desire to bring a passion and unlock imagination, then I'm going to have experiences you're actually going to want to write about. And maybe it's not right now. But like for myself, I experienced so many countries, you know, for decades that I was able to write too many goodbyes because I had journals. Yeah. So, you know, they're going to have a journal, but like I'm going to do different things where they have to use those sibilant words and really get into the juicy stuff when they're eating foods or when they're experiencing a cave and going inside and and maybe even thinking about ancestors from years ago and what was their experience you know and so being a life coach and also having a spiritual background I do meditations and all but I'm a fun person I like to have fun <laughs> so one of the things that um, I'm going to do they're going to go shopping they're going to get some money and go shopping to the grocery store we have a whole exercise around food and what they have to do and create and then, um, yeah, every, everything, you know, it's like 
how do we see things differently? How does our perspective change being in a whole different part of the world versus just being excited and being a tourist? Right. To me, travel's never been touristy. It's always been culturally and getting to know the people. Yeah. And so I think that's important, especially as a writer, because how can you describe these places really, you know, if you're only going on a tour bus and going around and, and checking things out, it's very different than someone basically taking you through. Like we're going to have a cooking class with pasta with a third generational family of chefs. Wow. At their home. Oh, wow. At their home, you know? And so these are the types of things that people will experience versus a big cooking school. Right. Getting into the culture. Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. And those experiences truly do open you up creatively and emotionally. I mean, I know that was a big part of my trip this summer was I needed I needed that creative and emotional part of me opened back up again after a really difficult year. And um, yeah, so I think that's beautiful. Where can I, I'll put it, I have the link and I'll put it in the show notes for anybody who wants to check it out. But will you go ahead for anybody who's not able to access the show notes, tell them where they can find out more about your Italy retreat. Yeah, I only have two spaces left. So Oh, it, well, you better find <laughs> out fast then. So, so here's what happened. I created my website, GloriaCapola.com forward slash Italy in lowercase. And that was the first week. But then I did an extended option, which is not on my website because I had so many people asking about the places I went in the book. And they wanted to experience some of these towns in Southern Italy. So I found another private property um, that I'm working with the host there. And I can only take six people. So this is not massive. I don't do big retreats. And it's all VIP. So there's comfort. There's luxury. There's excursions. There's private drivers. You know, wow. <laughs> we have private chefs. And, and when we go to Southern Italy, we're going on a catamaran a cruise on the Adriatic. We will go to, here's another thing about ancient. Um, we're going to a town called Matira, which a lot of people have never heard about. And way back in the ancient times, it was, um, they lived in all these caves in the mountain, but it was a community of goddesses and healers. Mm -hmm. And then they got wiped out pretty much basically by a pandemic and, and everything was trashed in that particular area for, for centuries. Well, then they began to rebuild it and it is so beautiful. And it's become now a gem of Italy, an up and rising gem. And they have found even in one of the caves, they found the, um, what you call it, the skeleton of, of a woman who had been pregnant, one of the goddesses. So there's all this history there. And I didn't get to spend enough time there. So I convinced the host on the second optional treat to take us there because it's a little bit longer a ride. And he's oh, like, wow. yeah, we could do that. So that too, getting back into history in your own cells, in your own genes, you know, that's another big piece. And I work mainly with women, although I've had men come on my retreats as well, but it's mostly been women. And um, I just, I really love to look for the off the beaten path places, the different experiences that one can have versus just going as a tourist. So even in Paris, you know, I've already arranged some things that, you know, and there's a photographer going to do a photo shoot for the girls in the collaborative book I'm releasing actually really soon, Women Standing Strong Together. So two of the European gals are going to meet me in Paris. And then two of the <laughs> girls in the U.S. decided they're coming. Oh, wow. And I hired a photographer 
to do a photo shoot for them, but I also hired her to do one separately for me for the sequel, but I don't want it near the Eiffel Tower because that's cliche. Selena is going to be living there. I want I want her in the cafes. I want her down the streets. I want her in flower gardens. You know, I want her where the locals hang out. Mm -hmm. So when we do retreats, these are the things that are important is to have people experience the regions from the perspective of locals too. Yeah, that's really, I mean, it sounds amazing. I am excited for you and for your attendees. I just looked at the website earlier and it looks like an amazing experience. I wish that was something that I could do because, oh, welcome for the week. You need it. <laughs> I, I wish I could, but that's right after summer vacation ends and I will, uh, I will be back with my kids and uh, school starting in that time frame. Yeah. But next time, next time. And then of course, we'll have to talk more about doing our Paris retreat because well, let's talk about that one because everyone keeps telling me next next retreat. I've been doing retreats for 30 years. I'm at the point in my life where there's a lot of work that goes behind these retreats, okay, to set them up and make them stellar for people. And I don't know that I'm going to do any more the way I've been doing them, wow. but I'm willing to do them in collaboration. If you want to do something, I'll do that because it's a lot, a lot of work. It is a lot of work. I've set up a very small retreat before, and I know how much work went into that for a three-day weekend that was two and a half hours away from where I live. So I can only imagine just based on your website, what level of effort you put, have put into that. And it looks incredible. Um, so more power. I mean, just congratulations to you on creating such an, 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 a wonderful looking event. Thank so, you. All right. Well, um, and you're doing, uh, you're, you mentioned you're working on your sequel, so that's great. So what else do you have coming up and going on that you want people to know about? Well, on February 18th, I have an author's summit for the 14 brave and courageous women in women standing strong volume two. Um, so that's coming up with a couple of special guests that have written books prior, including the artist who did the front cover, who's amazing. So there'll be giveaways, there'll be prizes and all, and I'll be streaming it live on my timeline, but also in my writer's group, you know, write your heart and soul from your heart and soul. And um, yeah, so that's coming up. And I love, like you, I love to you know, showcase my authors out there. So this is part of that. We've been doing author interviews, so you can find them on my YouTube station as well. So yeah, What's we just that? got- What's that? What's the name it's of It's under name? my name. It's under okay. my name, Gloria Capola. Uh, yeah, for some reason, the one I had, it disappeared and I had to start oh. over again. I mean, oh, I had no. thousands of subscribers and it oh, like disappeared. No. Yeah, oh, but that's okay. It's a new lifetime we're going into, right? So that's up. So we got the, the release of the book coming up in March. We got the Author Summit, February 18th. I'm going to Paris the end of March. <laughs> and then I got to finish writing this sequel because I would love to have it, if, I, if possible, published by the time I go back to Italy in August. We'll see. That's an aggressive timeline. I'm excited <laughs> for you to do that. Um, huh. That's incredible. So many wonderful things going on. Well, I'm I'm glad um, that it all worked out. I know there were some very stressful moments along the way. And I think it's um 
a lot of good lessons learned and a lot of, uh, journey, you know, the journey that maybe you didn't want to travel, but it got you to some great places. So, and I'll be a better writer as a result of it all. That's what, that's what I got out of it too. You know, it really is important that people love your characters. So make them real authentic and relatable, yeah. you know, and they're not always goody two shoes, you know, <laughs> so if somebody is looking for that, they may get offended by some of the things you have to bring out with your character. But as you know, you need to have those conflicts come up in a story to make it more interesting as well. And then you want to get good plots and travel to the places that your characters are going because you will get plots that you never imagined you could have. And that's what happened with this story. So I have to travel some more, right? Absolutely. <laughs> well, I also want to take a moment to thank you for being a friend level sponsor of the Women in Publishing Summit. We appreciate your support very much for that. And um do you recall what your special gift is for attendees or your um, offer for attendees? If not, I, I'll put it in the so show notes. I believe when I discussed it with your assistant, I believe we're giving them an intentional writer's journal that they can download. Oh, I love that. Wonderful. Yeah. Okay. It so. is avail it's available for sale, you know, but I'm giving it for free. They just can download it and print it. And it gives them, you know, different tips along the way for writing you know, um, some writing prompts, some things that uh, will help them open their imagination, you know, a couple little steps here and there. But the main thing, you know, is get into action, no matter what it is, right? It's like, you know, what are the action tips people say to me all the time? Get into action, write, just write. And when you say you don't know how to write, write your name. <laughs> write about Right, 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 right about, I did this with one of my girls um, two years ago in a small retreat here in North Carolina. She says, I'm stuck. I said, write about being stuck. Mm -hmm. and she did and a whole new story developed so my tip to you is take a deep breath three deep breaths ask your character what they want to say and just let them say it yeah you know yeah. and every time you're stuck write about being stuck oh I love that okay well um if you want to get her free um intentional writing journal make sure you sign up for the women in publishing summit and all of our attendees will get access to that Thank you again, Gloria, so much for coming and, and talking about your story and sharing the journey and um, really highlighting some of the things that we need to be looking for as we're moving forward in our journey. And I'm sure next time around, you'll have a much better editor, <laughs> a better well, fit, a better fit. It's I have a better fit already. I have a better fit already. And, you know, and I've learned a lot about the whole process. So, yes, I think uh, everything you learn in your first book, take it into the next. Don't stop. Absolutely. Well, thank yeah. you so much. And I look forward to seeing everything else that you do and what Lexi's journey takes her on this next year as well. <laughs> Me too. So <laughs> yes, let's get together and plan this retreat for everybody so that they can have fun and learn how to write from a new perspective. I think you and I can really put something special together for them. I would love that. All right. Yeah. Thanks, Gloria. Thank you for all your support. You don't have to give Thank you for joining us on the Publisher Podcast. We hope to see you back for the next episode. Great, huge thanks goes to Jasmine Commerce for the use of her song. You can find Jasmine on SoundCloud. Go check out all of her music. We'll see you next time.